Hello, and welcome to Inspiring Quesco, a series of conversations with members of our Quesco team. We'll hear their stories and celebrate their successes as we share a little about what makes them and our Quesco organization so special. I'm Jason Randall, Quesco CEO, and I'm so happy to be joined today by benefits specialist Kenya Boatwright. Kenya, welcome to the conversation. Thank you for having me, Jason. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Now, I was hoping you could start out by telling us a little bit about your role. I think we understand benefits sort of broadly in the organization, but a lot of us might not truly appreciate all that goes into being a benefits specialist. So help us out. Well, yes, um, benefits is always a a broad role, uh, depending on where you are. But with the wonderful thing here at Quesco, um, my role is, you know, a great part of what makes Quesco, Quesco, and helping support our clients. So in my role as a, as of actual today's date, as a benefits consultant, we are rebranding the name. So as a benefits consultant, my job here at Quesco is to assist the clients to ensure that the employees are, have everything they need to make informed decisions in reference to their benefits enrollment to go about the process of ensuring that our clients are offering, you know, that all their employees are aware of all the benefits that are being offered and to help out with any, anything that may be going on with them as far as benefits concerned. So anything that may be escalated as far as claims or um, if a client wants to uh, find out how many employees are enrolled in benefits so they can determine how they can be most competitive in the market, you know, providing them that information and just being that solid support for not only for our clients, but our, for our employees to ensure that they're getting everything that they need out of the benefits that they have. So thanks for correcting me on the title, because this is a really important distinction. As we move from a specialist language to a consultant language, it implies that we're really navigating or helping our clients and their people navigate some kind of difficult waters, right? Because benefits can be complicated and even confusing. Yes, it could definitely be complicated and confusing. And I think a lot of people, when they start out with a company, they only think about benefits during open enrollment and they're, you know, the confusion of, okay, well, what's the difference between a PPO and an HMO plan? And well, what you know, what do my what does my family really need? So, our um, job, along with you know, we do partner with our brokerage team to ensure that whatever questions the client may have throughout the year, we're bringing to them so that brokerage can help guide them from a corporate from a from a top level, but with the employees during you know beyond open enrollment, we're really working with them to make sure that whatever questions they may have. From something as simple as okay, well, how do I look up for look a doctor up in, in network? To hey, I've been really working on this, and I tried on my own to get assistance with this, but I'm struggling to get clarity on why a claim was denied. You know, our goal is to really work with them and help them to be able to ensure that they're getting the best out of their benefits, and it's not just a whole. Well, I'm I'm just out here in the water by myself. No, we our our goal is to ensure that they feel that connection that we're there to support them. And feeling that connection is really, I'm, I'm glad you said that that way, right? Because benefits is a really emotional topic uh, a lot of the time, right? Very much so. It is very much so. I, I, I think it's just because a lot of, you know, a lot of lay people, they just don't understand it. I mean, even from those who may work in the most complex roles, you know, such as yourself that make, that are CEOs of companies, is when it comes to benefits and understanding uh, all that encompass benefits, a lot of people just don't get it. 
Um, and depending upon their experience with other companies, it you know really steers them in whether or not they have a positive experience with benefits or a negative experience. And us as consultants, our goal is to always ensure that we're helping our clients have a positive experience and happen so that their employees have a positive experience because we're yeah. here to help them. We don't want to make it overcomplicated. We're here to ensure that everyone understands so that they're making the best informed decision for themselves and they have all the support they need in that area. It strikes me that uh, just a position, someone's position within the client organization doesn't guarantee at all that they're familiar or expert about benefits at all. You know, a CEO of a client may have interacted only a little bit or not at all with sort of medical insurance writ large. And, and as you mentioned, maybe they're only doing it in the context of their own company once a year kind of thing. So it's not the kind of thing that by virtue of your position, you automatically know a whole lot. And that's where it's so key that we have you to really bridge that gap. And I know you come to us with a wealth of education and great experience and really help. Um, I think you, you just nailed it when you said that, you know what, you're, you're demonstrating that commitment, that sense of uh, belongingness to the client. Yes. Uh, my, I will say for, I'm, I'm not familiar with everyone on my back on my team's background, but I know for myself, I, when I worked um, from college, I actually have a, bachelor's in political science. So very, very, very different from where I am now. But I do remember times when I first started out, I worked in education and I was very in the dark when it came to benefits. It was a matter of the first school system I worked for. They were like, okay, you have to choose everything right now. It wasn't a matter of you got time to take it, review it. They were just like, you have to pick everything right now. So I picked based upon what I was always, you know, the the most costly plans were typically the best plans. And that might not have been the best choice for me at that time, but that's what I went with. So throughout my time in transitioning from working in education to working in my first HR role to coming and being with Questco, I've always took that in mind of how would I, what support would I want and what information has been helpful for me that I wish someone would have been able to sit and talk with me about as I'm going through, you know, new hiring enrollment or getting ready to go to open enrollment or just, you know, understanding what qualifying life events are. So trying to give that type of support for a client and ensuring they have those tools is, is what I feel like, you know, is the best thing that we as consultants here at, at Questco are able to do. Yeah. What you're describing is really an evolved sense of empathy plus expertise that really helps people navigate this kind of challenge. And I'm, I'm curious, have you had any really dramatic examples of someone that just is either really frustrated or really intimidated and that you're in the seat of having to correct that right in, in the moment and get them to a, a more positive place? I've, I've had, I will say that during, um, during our open enrollment season, that's where we encounter it a lot. And I've, I have had situations with clients where, um, one employee in particular, he was very frustrated because he had specific medications and specific care that he needed to have done. And he did not understand fully what plan was best. And so he ended up picking a plan based upon cost versus picking a plan that was going to be properly aligned with what he needed. And um, unfortunately, uh, the that particular client is still with us, but they transitioned to another 
another consultant, but in part of the conversation that I had with him and with, with the client and with the employee, you know, it was very clear that they did definitely understood that it wasn't a matter of we weren't trying to support him, but that at that time when he made those selections, he really should have came forward to us. He was coming to us after the fact, being frustrated with the denial of service. And even with trying to explain that, you know, looking and doing the research and talking with my fellow consultant that this account ended up going to, you know, we were able to still work together to ensure that we tried to support him because we understood that his frustration wasn't with us, but we were, you know, the next best thing, but more so with just the fact that he didn't understand the plan he picked and he made a choice based upon cost versus based upon what was going to be the best for him and his care. And that's why you yeah. really try to get in front of this, right? And and help with the education that needs to go on to really help people understand the trade-off between cost and service that, that plans require. Yes, because I think a lot of a lot of our clients, you know, they, they do their best to ensure and, and we work with them to ensure that they're giving, you know, the, the best plan quality, you know, and, and try to, you know, ensure that they're doing it at the best cost for them. Um, but I know overall, a lot of employees look at certain plans and they were like, well, this is the most cost effective for what's going on for me and my family and my budget, but not understanding the difference between plans and that while this may be great for cost for, for you and your family and what's going on, then this plan does, you know, may require for you to meet a deductible before you are able to get the full benefit of the plan, the full discounts that can come with the plan versus a plan that, you know, you may have a copay and may have to pay more from a premium standpoint, but you get some of the benefits that, you may need immediately versus working with a plan that, like I said, has, you know, the lower cost, but requires you to meet that deductible before you can get the true cost savings. So it's a lot of, I will say in this role, especially in, in benefits, there is a lot that you have to try to ensure that you are explaining and working with, you know, the client, but also the really truly the employees to help them to understand um, because you could put it in writing, but a lot of times people don't always read or it still is foreign, even if it's in writing. So having someone to be able to talk to them and give that breakdown, I think is the biggest part of uh, the benefits team, especially for the consultants, because we are that person. If a client is saying, hey, I have this employee who is truly frustrated, can you give them a quick call? And Instead of them, you know, continuing their frustration, a quick five minute call can help break down what it is that they're looking at and clear up a lot of the confusion for them. It sounds like you're well served by having the heart of a teacher as well as the expertise of a teacher to guide through some of these conversations. And I think I, I, when I was in education, I actually did not teach. I was a parent liaison. So my goal well, my the goal of my role really was to part will partner be this partner between parents and the school, and so that's somewhat similar to what I'm doing here at Questco and being that bridge between the, the helping the employees and the client be able to understand everything that it comes when it comes to benefits and working hand in hand with them so that they're understanding everything in reference to what they're getting from. United Healthcare or MetLife and things like that. So 
I do kind of draw on some of that because that was a like that was a large part. I didn't work directly. I worked indirectly with the students and more so with the parents. But it, I can say I, I do draw on a lot of that and being that partner because I do look at what we do as being a partnership versus yeah. versus what some people may typically look at what a PEO may may be. We we are truly co co employers. We are true partners with our clients, and that's that's always my goal. Yeah, and it doesn't just because of the structural relationship doesn't mean that you have to legally you're not legally uh, entitled to care as much as you do, and I think that's a big uh, credit to you for not only taking the 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 letter of the role but also the spirit of the role that we really want to um, help people through these these decisions that can be rather com- complicated and challenging and emotional. Yes, definitely so, agree with that. So walk us through how you came to um, to become a, a benefits uh, professional, because it sounds like you've, you've explored some different things and have this wonderful, varied background. Well, I actually, uh, so like I said, I started off in education and straight out of college, I had the opportunity to uh, start in a temp role. And at a school at the school system that I actually grew up in <laughs> back in Augusta, Georgia. So that was very interesting to go through that school system my entire life and then be on the other side of it. So I worked for a couple of years in the parent liaison role, which was a role that they at that time had just started to expand to the schools. They only had it at the Board of Ed, and it was kind of a looked over the whole entire school system, and then they decided to, um, through federal funding, were able to provide you know individual ind- people at different schools. So I worked actually two schools, and at the time that I was doing this, I, I was also in a school for my master's, and so I ended up relocating out of that area um, and moved actually to from Augusta, Georgia to Tampa, Florida. Um, I, my, my mother and siblings were were there and grad school was just getting really busy at the time. So uh, my mother op- offered me the opportunity to move and I moved down there to focus on that. And while I was trying to figure out what I wanted my concentration to be, my advisor actually suggested that I take an HR course and took that course, really enjoyed it. And in the process of job searching, I got the opportunity to start with a small consulting firm as an HR and payroll uh, assistant. And from there, uh, just went, ended up being exposed to benefits and everything in reference to HR. And I actually left there and went to an HRO. So I worked at an HRO for approximately five years before I moved here to Texas. So it was at the HRO that I really began to understand the importance of service and the importance of working with our clients and being a partner with them versus what people just look at is, you know, this outsource partner. And I think that's where I really understood the, the importance of the employee and being that support for them, because that's where I got exposed to benefits. They were a very small HRO that afforded me the opportunity to kind of, when they had openings come up, just be able to, you know, apply for it and get the opportunity and they trained from within. So I left there as a benefits account manager and truly, truly enjoyed that area, that arena and help, like I said, helping employees. That was the where I got to do the most help. Um, You would think it would be maybe in HR or 
in payroll, but it was actually in benefits that I was able to give the most help. So um, that was how I kind of fell into that role and coming here to Texas and, you know, my, my job search here and how I ultimately ended up with Questco. Well, we moved past this slightly, but I want to come back just because it's fascinating. When you started your professional work uh, in the Augusta school system after being a student there, what did that feel like? It was a, I will say it was a culture shock <laughs> because I think that when I went through the school system, I had such high regard for it. And it's not to say I don't have it now, but it was definitely uh, an eye opener as to where I was very privileged in the schools that I went to and the programs that I was a part of. I went to a magnet high school, which was very amazing experience for me. It was very academic focused, uh, but working on, like I said, behind the scenes, I got to see where uh, to understand overall how, even though it's education, how it all works and the hours that these people put in and everything that they do to ensure that students are supported. And it's a lot of work. And as a student, I didn't, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, my teachers are here for me, but I didn't understand until I was in on the other side, just how much they're there and how much true support they give and how, while, the teachers and students may be out during the summer, how much they still do at the at the school board and the school board doesn't close. You know, the school board is open throughout and they only have, you know, holidays off, the major holidays, but they're really there. So it was very much a, a, a greater appreciation for all the work that they do to ensure that students are have the same level of access to education and have that same level of access and support um, to in order to graduate and be successful. Well, you're so thoughtful, so observant. I'm wondering how that translates to Quesco. Um, you know, what what's, uh, what excites you about your your role and your career at Quesco? Beyond the people that I help, I will say I, I truly enjoy the people that I work with. Quesco has been an extreme blessing for me. I, I moved to Houston for a different opportunity, something that was completely outside of my comfort zone. And it just didn't pan out the way that I thought it would. So when I was presented with the opportunity to apply to work at Questco, I actually was presented for a different role. And the recruiter who I spoke to, she was just like, okay, with your background and everything, she was like, I want to introduce you to my colleague for a different role, which is the former specialist role, now consultant. And he's, she was just like, I think you will be an amazing fit. And I'm very grateful that she gave my resume to him and that I ended up at Questco because I always look for companies that not only am I going to be able to utilize the skills that I currently have, but I want to be in an environment where I can grow. And I know that that's one of the things that excites me about Questco is that I work with teammates and I work with leadership that really is invested in ensuring that I'm bringing out my best self when I'm working with employees. And I think that that's what allows me to really be continue to be empathetic and supportive of the clients that I work with because I have such a strong team and, and such a strong group 
rooting me on and being there for me and, and, and working with me through things that, you know, difficult encounters that I might have, you know, that's what makes it so exciting to work with Questco. Sure. And, uh, you know, something I really admire about you is that you take great ownership in your own sense of growth. And you've done some really interesting things, including publish a book. And I was, it's, it's the no factor. And um, I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about that. What is the no factor? Yes. So it is called the no factor navigating life, life's nose in order to navigating life's nose to authenticate the power of your yes. And it was something that was actually upon my heart because I struggled with the word no and being able to say it to people and circumstances, being that person that, and I think that a lot of people fall into this category of not always feeling comfortable telling people no, you know, especially if it's like a, you know, family member or a friend and they're really just like, oh, I really could use your help with this. And knowing in your heart of hearts that it's just kind of like, no, I don't need to do this and feeling bad about saying it. And so I kind of was in a space where writing is a great hobby of mine. And I started to kind of jot down the instances and things of where, you know, no actually was positive. And I decided, okay, you know, I'm going to put this out. I had friends who had just published books and things like that. And they encouraged me and they said, hey, you know, this might be something that you can really get out there. It may help someone else because I had to kind of sit down and understand that if you're never authentic in your no, how can you truly be authentic in your yes? And, you know, we have a society now where people want instant gratification. And when they're told no, a lot of people, you know, look at it like it's just such a negative thing. But I'm like, no can be a really positive thing if you allow it to be. Some no's are necessary. Some no's are, you know, intentional. And some no's can be having the word no told you can be very guiding and directing um, because it's not all about having you stop and 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 having you know being like okay you just can't do this but it is more so I, f- I take the word no as not only being a complete sentence but being something that can redirect you to look at the situation and look at it and say is this is this truly a no you can't do this or is this to say no not right now or no you need to work on certain things you know a friend of mine has always told me you know every time she goes to the job interview and she's told no that, you know, that they've decided to go with someone else for the role. She always tells them, thank you. And she asked them, you know, well, what was it about me that, um, you know, what stood, what, what, what was stood out to get me to this final round? And what was it that kind of said that, you know, no, we're going to pass on you. And she takes all that feedback and she, you know, you know, takes it and determines what she should keep and what she shouldn't. And she grows from it. And, you know, things like that made me really look at it and say, you know, this is no can be a very, very good thing if you allow it to be. But we have to get over the fact that it's not a negative word. It's very positive. But you have to be authentic in your no if you're ever going to be authentic in your yes. Yeah, that, that, that's the real powerful thing. You're not saying that you become the department of no, really quite the opposite that the, to the person saying no. Um, that's that's being self-protective and and prioritizing appropriately and setting boundaries is, is what I'm interpreting. Yes, all of those things, all of those amazing things, um, because you have to be because people don't realize that that in setting a boundary, you are essentially saying no. 
this is, you know, if you come over this, then, you know, no, you you came over my boundary line. And my goal with the book was to help people who may struggle with setting boundaries, who may struggle with the self-preservation, who who say no, but always have to give an explanation afterwards. I used to be that person where it's like, okay, I say no, and then I have to explain why I said no, versus just being confident in it and 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 understanding that those people who respect it are going to respect it, and those who don't, you know, then you need to take some time to reflect on, you know, what value it is that comes from this conversation. Is it, okay. is it worth going in further detail or is it worth just leaving alone? Because some conversations are just worth that. So that was the part of the desired goal in writing it. And just to go ahead and just get it out there because it had been something that had been on my heart for a couple of years. And I said, you know what, I'm going to commit myself to doing it. And I'm grateful that I was able to get it done. Well, it's a it's a point of view that deserves to be heard. So I'm so proud of you for uh, having the commitment to see that through to the written page. Um, you know, certainly those those of us that receive knows. It sounds like what we're, what we're talking about is that it's not less about rejection, more about reorientation. So when you're given a no, it allows you to course correct and and find the yes that works for everyone. I think it's a really really powerful concept. Yes, it definitely is. Well, Kenya, I'm just so proud of you. And I really enjoy uh, your intellect that you bring to your role. And as a benefits consultant, I I am quite positive that our clients and their people uh, appreciate your perspective and your talent as well. Thank you so, so much for joining us today. Just a really fascinating conversation. And I sure appreciate appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. I truly enjoyed being on here and, and giving my perspective. And I look forward to hearing the perspectives of so many others that are part of our team.